thank you for joining me, Ricky. Um, it's great to finally actually get to speak to you. Um, maybe not so much in person, but it's great to have a chat and talk about such a, I mean, we just spoke there, how Scream is kind of a big iconic film within horror and slasher and just in general, really. And obviously we're coming up for the 25th anniversary and the new Scream 5, which will be out in February, I believe. Um, January, which is quite exciting as well. Um, and I guess like just to sort of kick things off, what was your first experience with Scream? Because for me, I would definitely watched it before I should have. I was a little too young to be watching it and I kind of blanked it from my memory uh, until I was a lot older and went back and revisited it. So I guess like what what was your sort of first time watching it and how did it did it stick with you at any point? So I can't exactly remember the first time watching it, but I, I think for me, what when you go back and watch, like I've went back and watched a lot of the original Friday the 13th, the Jasons and stuff like that. I feel like sometimes the errors are different because then it was very much like people were like in awe of what was happening, right? And if you watch them now, a lot of them are very bad, right? You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but some are in a bad way. But like it really, it, it took the idea of these horror movies that were, hokey like jason slowly walking or michael myers slowly walking and able to catch up with everybody and it kind of took those and kind of made it what it was like they're funny they're they're hilarious they they embrace the idea that they can be serious but also kind of stupid like you know what i mean like horror movies can be hokey and stupid then they brace that with good storytelling and there's a lot of comedy in screen but I vividly remember kind of watching it later on and just loving them so much because they felt real, right? You know what I mean? They feel like it's something that can happen at any given time, anywhere. And then of course there's some outlandish stuff in it, but they they don't make fun of it, but they make fun of the idea of horror movies, which we all know are stupid, but it depends on how good the storytelling is. And I think what makes the original so iconic, it's literally one of my all time favorite horror movies. And it's just because it embraces the stupidity of slashers and then takes it to another level. Yeah, I definitely agree there. And I don't think it, it as much, I don't, I don't think it changed the genre as much as it just sort of broke out of those conventions because it's quite a simple narrative to follow you know they don't try and overcomplicate it which is great to see whereas you know you have Friday the 13th where I'm pretty sure he goes to space at one point and yeah. then there's Halloween and he just keeps coming back for more and more and more and then with Scream you know like Ghostface is obviously he's normal he's a normal villain and there's no real connection to the lead like he doesn't have uh, apart from the first film I suppose but it's just I get what you're saying about being realistic because it is like it's just a normal experience that they are having in that film and I think for me it was definitely the first time I'd ever sort of been exposed to that sort of self-awareness in in a film not just horror um which was quite nice to see and it was quite refreshing and enjoyable and obviously there's the comedic aspect with um Matthew Lillard who is phenomenal in that film especially towards the end and I think he's just fantastic and really makes the film what it is um and I think it, do it does really well in blending the horror with the comedy. Like you have obviously Drew Barrymore at the start and the scene that's just always stuck with me is when she's on the phone with her mum and she's dying and you can hear her dying over the phone. And 
for some reason that's the, the thing from the franchise that's just stuck out with me and it's quite haunting isn't it you know like just hearing those not so much screams but whimpers and her mum can hear her yeah exactly and that's why like it's it's you know like Jason like I said with the mast and going to space and then like all of these different elements that made these other films so outlandish this was very rooted in the idea of this can happen. This is what the possibilities are. And you're right, like Ski Ulrich and Matthew Lillard were just great in that first one. And they embraced, I think they embraced the idea that this movie is, is crazy in some aspects. But then when it gets serious, those two guys at the end of that movie, like you don't get much better acting in a horror movie than that. Like I loved the back and forth thing between those two. They're so good together. And you're right, it's just like, it's, that you, when you watch that Drew Barry Marcy, you feel like, oh my God, like that can really happen, right? You know what I mean? Like some of these other horror movies, you're like, mm, like if there's no ghost, you know what I mean? There's no uh, over the top random people. It's literally just normal human beings doing stupid stuff, you know what I mean? Like, and they embrace it. And I think they even did that in the second one with like the opening sequence was so like mm-hmm. inside, the, I think it's the second one, inside the movie theater. Like, yeah. That is, so cool like to me it's still one of my favorite openings of any movie like it's really like it's just all these people showed up to the movie theater with these masks on like people love that right you know before you know before it got really weird and you can't like you can't wear masks to movie theaters and stuff like that anymore because of people being crazy but like what I love about that was is like people like you show up to the movie you got a mask like everybody wore the mask like it was a real thing like people would do those sorts of things so and then killing happens while you're there like it's like it just embraced the crazy but at the same time like it brought some terrifying elements that felt real like I've never been really I mean maybe as a kid I was scared of Freddy but I never once thought Freddy was gonna come kill me in my dreams you know what I mean at a movie theater are you scared Ghostface might show up and slash you I mean, maybe not, but it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, it's possible it could happen. You know what I mean? So It's interesting you say that because I went to Halloween Horror Nights a few years ago and in the back of my mind, it was that scene from Scream 2. I was like, what if one of these guys does have an actual weapon there and they just go on a massacre and we don't know about it? Like, and I think it's it's very well portrayed at the start of that film, especially. I agree 100%. And I think it's just what makes the, the entire franchise unique. And that's why I, I'm really excited to see what's ahead for us right you know what i mean we've seen different elements of this film four of them obviously and then of course the tv series i haven't watched a tv series yet my brother likes it but I've, i like you said when we were talking off there it's been kind of a mixed bags of people whether they liked it or not but i love like like the i know what you did last summer i love those type of movies like i love those type of movies the series is the series that just came out is really good it's just a more grounded approach to the horror genre. I like the Conjuring movies. I, I'm a big fan of those movies, which I'm not really a big fan of that style of horror most times. But those have, except for the recent one, was kind of you know, whatever. Yeah. But I love a good horror movie, right? Do you do you agree with like this statement? I always say it. There's either the horror movies either really good or it's bad. I never really feel like meh. For yeah, no, I, I completely, especially with um, Halloween Kills. I could not get on board with that at all I mean the 2018 adaption it was pretty good it was it was a good return to that franchise and a good reintroduction to Jamie Lee Curtis but there was so much going on in Halloween Kills I just thought like where are we going with this how is this going to wrap up this entire narrative um 
but yeah I, I completely get you there and with The Conjuring as well uh, the first film is fantastic and I love I'm not too keen on the second or the third one um yeah. I think the, the pacing there's a lot of pacing issues with them and the third one I feel like that kind of takes you out of it a lot um it's yeah. not so much a ghost story as it is you know they're dealing with the supernatural um and I kind of lost that feeling with it if that makes sense it does it makes a lot of sense because i feel the same way because like i i put the conjuring on like that that pedestal of like one of the one of my favorite all-time horror movies and then you kind of got away from what really kind of made that movie so great you know what i mean because like i said for me like i have to i have to really suspend the disbelief for the whole ghost thing and like all that weird supernatural stuff it doesn't always work and 90 actually like 98 percent of the time it doesn't work for me but when it does work and it's written well, like it is like perfection, like, but that's what, and that's what stands apart for the screen franchise is just, they're so different. Like, it's just, it's real, it's personable. And, and these characters, like we, you grow to love all of these kids. and like, they have character arcs, like Deputy Dewey, like Deputy Dewey, like from, from where he goes in one to four. And now when you watch the trailer for a new, the new one, he's like a badass now. <laughs> If you watch the trailer for this one and watch the original, they're two completely different characters, right? So, and I love that. You know what I mean? I love attaching ourselves to these characters. I love, um, I always forget his name, Jamie Kennedy's character. Yes. Um, I think he's great and he's so funny and he brings this sort of realism to the films, especially when he introduces the rules. And then there's that scene in the third act of Scream where he's watching Halloween and yes. he's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis he's like Jamie turn around and as Ghostface creeps up behind him and I thought that's such a clever incorporation to sort of bring classic horror into it and appease to an older generation as well as sort of introduce this younger generation to the the older films that are they're basing it on without kind of poking too much fun at it yeah I agree I think there's one thing that you you pointed out to me whenever we were talking about what we we're going to talk about was the these the insane amount of people that are in these movies right like so it's ridiculous it's insane like and it's not just like I saw the second one and I made a list but then I went to look at the third one I'm like there's a lot of people in the third one that I didn't remember that are in the third one like people just pop up out of nowhere and it's like holy cow like this is way before they were stars right the second one I was just about to bring up the second one I had a lot of issues with that one and I think it was to do with all of the the guests that were on it because it yeah. feels very much like a sort of soap opera 90210 vibe for me with all yeah, of the cast it strong. yeah it opened strong and that kind of like it it, it kind of went down a little i, I think I, I try to remember my rankings but i think two is always my fourth rank mm. fourth ranked version of the movie like I, I really do two used to be the one like I always think I enjoy it more than I actually do and then when I went back to revisit it I was like this isn't that great why do I like this movie so much and it's because I don't like it that much at all because it's it's very messy and again there's a lot of pacing with it and it loses the charm of the first film it's less horror and more sort of teen drama and I don't think it works very well and the story as well I think what such a incredible aspect of the Scream trilogy is the storyline with Sydney and her mom and how that sort of what's what's what I'm looking for like how that sort of divides across the three films and I feel like for the second film it definitely doesn't show as much and it's kind yeah. of like a forgotten element and they choose to focus more on all of these other characters that they introduce to the to the series and 
Um, I think the problem with the second one is that they, they do introduce all of these characters and all of these arcs, but they don't follow up with any of them. There's no yeah. progression and there's no resolution to it. Um, I don't know if that's just me being picky. No, I agree with you. Because like I said, I mean, the opening is probably my favorite opening of the entire series. But then from there, it kind of just like, it it goes all over the place. And, and I agree with you. Like Liv Strider is great in that movie. Like he's so good as Cotton Weary. Like he's just so, so, so good as Cotton Weary. But then you're right. There's so many people. Like it's just the laundry list of people that have been in this franchise, maybe either before they were stars or in the midst of becoming stars. Like anywhere from like Timothy Olyphant, he's in there. Heather Graham, like Jada Pickett Smith, Joshua Jackson. I did yeah. not realize he's in these movie. Like I didn't realize he was in the movie. Like Luke Wilson and then Portia De Rosa. Like there's so many people. And then I was like looking at three Parker Posey's in it. Like I didn't remember that. Like. I, um, Patrick Dempsey, Carrie Fisher, Kevin Smith, like all these people are in these movies and I have no clue or remember until I go back and rewatch them. Like I, I literally forget about it. It's, it's awesome. Right. You know what I mean? I love going back and seeing these characters kind of go back into, you know, into this world before they were kind of stars. But I, I, I love, I, I love the series, even with two's flaws, like it's always the bottom tier, but I agree with you. I like, man, I really like too, because I think in my head, the opening's great, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that I can try to remember from two. And then I watch two and it's like, all right, after that opening, it's a disaster. <laughs> like It's I kind of hope, not with, a good way. With two as well, there's a lot of on the nose references. It's very satirical. Like it seems tr- like it's trying too hard to be satirical, whereas the first one, it was kind of natural. And there was a yeah. scene with um with Gail and she's talking to I think she's talking to Dewey and they make a reference about Jennifer Aniston and I was like all that's missing here is like the office turned to the camera because it was so direct I thought it just seems forced and not it's not flowing very well at all yeah everything that made it more natural for that one made hope and I understand I think in some aspects they were going with the idea that they were filming a film inside a film but it kind of got too over overdone in, in so many different aspects it kind of took away and I thought it was a little bit more like they try to be a little bit more funny in the uh-huh. second like there was fun in the first one like there's a lot of it but the serious marks are really what kind of I remember the most about the original you know what I mean like that Ski Altrich and Matthew Lillard those final sequences of those that movie is always stuck in my head the Drew Barrymore phone call like that's stuck in your head like the introduction introduction to this character Ghostface is brilliant, you know what I mean? And then it just kind of takes that charm, not charm, but whatever he is and throws it kind of down the drain a little bit. But I think in the three and four, uh, four, I love four. I love four, I think. I remember, I think I love four. I, I've i watched four once before this week and I, I still can't decide whether I love it or hate it. I'm on the fence. I feel like I've been that way since it was released and I don't know what it is about it. I think... I obviously I get it's it's po- kind of poking fun at the whole reboots and trying to reinvent itself um but I, I don't know what it is about it that I just can't wrap my head around I'm not keen on it at all I think I don't know I again I was talking to you about this I, I plan on re-watching all the all four of them plus I want to watch the series before the new one comes out in January but I I, re- I remember liking four now we're having this conversation I haven't watched four in a while either it's been a little bit you know what I mean? Like I sometimes watch, even watching one, sometimes it's like, I, I kind of try to take it for what it was at the time mm-hmm. because there's some bad, there's like some, some serious, like 
I guess that it was probably budget issues in some aspects of those movies because the budget wasn't very big. You know what I mean? But I think I remember loving four. Maybe I'll watch it back and I'll be like, man, what were you thinking, Ricky? You hate four. But I I don't I don't remember. But just I I wrote these down too. just a quick list of people that are in four. Allison uh, Brie, Emma Roberts, Amy Teagarden, Kristen Bell, Britt Robertson, Annie Peckman, Lucy Hale, Heather Graham, like Hayden Pantera. Like it, it's like all the Adam Brody's in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, again, a billion people are in that movie. So, and then they've got Anthony Anderson as well, who's kind of yeah, the comic relief in every film. Yes, I love Anthony Anderson. Yeah, he's great. Even in Scream Four, I'm like, oh, I love him. <laughs> he needs more screen exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. Um, just going quickly back to two there. Um, I, I think it, it's probably my least favorite in the franchise, but there is one scene when Gail is being chased through the, the radio station, or I think it's the radio yes. station. Oh my God, that is on a par with the Drew Barrymore phone call, I would say, yes. just because it's so eerie. And for a film that lacks as much tension as it did, that was quite impressive how they managed to sort of bring it back for those short few minutes. And then again, it kind of goes a bit downhill, I thought, but I think yeah. that the whole build up to that scene in the music is amazing for I mean, for um, for its time as well, especially. And, you know, I love the whole dynamic between Dewey and Gale. And it's such a, in the second one, it's a very like high school first love kind of relationship that they have. And I'm like, oh, these guys are cute. I hope they get together. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up that scene because I think it's, it's, it's a very underrated moment of horror, I think, that no one really thought. I think it's quite, it's forgotten because of the film it came from, which is a shame because it is, genuinely disturbing to watch i agree with you like there's so many and that's why i think there's bits and that's for the longest time i think bits and pieces in my head that i remembered about two is why i thought i'd love to so much you go back to that you go to the opening scene like there's seriously great moments in the film and that's what makes that's what always makes me mad about movies is like when there's great moments from a lackluster film it just really kind of hurts a little bit and i think and speaking of like those serious moments like when you watch the trailer for the new one, and I hate watching trailers, but I was in the movie theater. I saw the trailer. I was forced myself to watch it. But I think everything that we loved about bits and pieces of, of two, three, and four, and then, of course, everything that was amazing about one, I felt that in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, do, it does look like there's gonna it's going to be some comedic stuff in it, but it was a very serious trailer. And that's what I'm really kind of praying that they do because... One, again, there's, I, I want the lighthearted moments. I want funny and I want, but I really want this, like we're talking, this is generations later and like this guy is coming back or whoever this character is, is back killing people again. I want them, I want it to be not so hokey like Halloween Kills, right? Mm-hmm. Halloween Kills is a disaster of a movie. Like I, I, you talked about it earlier and it, I watched it in theaters and I thought I liked it. There's good, there's some good kill scenes yeah. in it. There's some good kill scenes in it. But the whole entire riot is like it's burnt <laughs> in my brain that I've never like I just I don't understand it. But that's why I'm hoping that they don't that they go serious, but not too serious type of scenario. Mm-hmm. But I really hope they relive these brilliant moments, like that scene that you were talking about, the radio. It's so good. It's so it's real, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, it's real. And I think that's what I really hope that we get from this new one. Yeah, I'm kind of skeptical about the new one. Similar to, I think, I think four has kind of put a damper on my my mood for it because with four, I think there was no history there. Whereas, you know, the first trilogy, it's it is that continuity with Sydney and her mom, and 
like there there was no connection to Ghostface throughout it and I thought how are they going to try and tie this up and I feel like that's what's putting me off about the fifth one coming out and I I think it'll be good but at the same time I'm kind of like are they are they going to live up to the hype of of the first film or are they just going to try and redo it all and kind of ruin it a bit which is what I'm worried about I agree with you because every few years like we had like Rob Zombie's Halloween the first one I loved it right you know what I mean I really and then the second one I don't know what happened and the same one like 2018 I really liked it and then you know this one that came out this year Halloween Kills is just like oh my god it's a disaster like I'm really hoping that I don't know. Like, I'm really hoping that the script is good. Like, it has yeah. to be. Like, you're bringing back all these, and if you're bringing back all the iconic characters, and even introducing introducing us to new ones, you know what I mean. I don't know if there's plans to go forward, but at least if you're going to connect the dots, even if you completely null and void four in the equation of it not making sense of the trilogy, at least tie yourself back to the the originals. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the introduction of the characters, like why are we coming back? Like it need the the stakes. That's what I'm looking for. The stakes need to be high for Dewey to even care. Like that's why I, that's why I loved the trailer just a little bit more than I thought. You know, I want it to be very like I want it to be serious. Like, cause if a killer's coming back after all this time, like there has to be a reason we're mm-hmm. coming back, right? You know what I mean? Not just oh hey. Ghostface is back. Let's just go back. Let's reunite the copycat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like don't make it a stupid copycat. Bring us something back from the past that's really Mm. something good. You know what I mean? That's why I like that they're sort of implying that they're going back to the start with, you know, the killing sort of being linked to the victim of, of the first film. And Obviously, there's a lot of discourse on on whether it's Matthew Lillard is going to appear, which for me, I think is sort of the equivalent to whether Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in Spider-Man, right? Like 100%. that's yeah, that's that's how I feel about Matthew Lillard reappearing. So I'm like, God, he's he's amazing. I just love him. Um, do, do you think they could bring someone back from the original? If they, if they brought Matthew Lillard back and let him really kind of embrace that crazy, I would be all in. Like I would be, oh my God, all in, you know, because he was, oh my, like I replay that scene. I can visually replay that, that final moments, that scene, he gets crazy. Like he gets that, he gets scary, crazy. You know what I mean? Like if you watch that sequence, like I just want to go watch just that, just that sequence now. But if you watch that sequence, it's so good. Like he commands your attention in this terrifying manner. And he's not a big guy, right? Like he's a skinny, you know what I mean? Like if you look at him. But he's so menacing in that scene. Like he just, and I know him and Skeet were great there, but like, yeah. and, and I love Skeet. But if they brought Matthew Lillard, I would, I would be more excited about Lillard coming back to the franchise than I could care less about Toby or Andrew Garfield. I could care less about the Spider-Man movie anymore because I'm tired of hearing about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready for it to come out. But we know as soon as Spider-Man comes out, you're going to have people that are going to hate it and be like, wow, it was terrible. And then there's going to be a thousand articles of why. And then, but it's just, Lillard coming back would really, I think, revitalize a lot of what made us fall in love with the franchise to begin with. Yeah, I just really like. I think it would be brilliant. Yeah, I think they they would have to do it in a, a around like they need to be careful when they 
if they were to bring him back because he couldn't just miraculously appear like I feel like there needs to be an explanation as to why he even survived in the first place where he's been for all of these years why he's been in hiding or whatever um and I wouldn't want them just to to bring him back for the sake of it like I'd want there to be a purpose I don't want them to sort of dilute the the impact of him reappearing especially because he was such a significant part of the first film and like he's kind of I mean, you've got the core three, obviously, with uh, Dewey, Gale and Sydney, And I just I think it would be good to to revisit what made the series so special to the fans as well, because I think a lot of the first film, a lot of it was was improvised from from him and Skeet, right? From that last sequence. Yeah, exactly. And that's what made it so special. And that's why like, I compared in my head to Dexter New Blood. Obviously, Dexter New Blood has come back. I've been watching it. I'm a huge fan of Dexter. I hate it the way it ended, just like everybody yeah. else did. But I think the new series has been really good because it kind of, it it followed up from that ending, but it has really brought some good elements to the story to really kind of memorize all these people that potentially he killed, or not potentially, he did kill and like bringing the certain elements and then bringing his son into it. So like, there's a lot of things that you can take from what Dexter has done and brought to the screen thing. But like, you have to bring some sort of significance back from the original for us to care because you want to bring in new fans, right? You want to bring new fans that haven't really seen or, or don't didn't fall in love with the franchise the way we did. But then also you want to satisfy the people that have been here for over 25 years, right? You know what I mean? Like this 25 year anniversary is amazing. Like it's, it's cool. Like it's, it also makes me feel really old, but it, it's amazing that, that we're here but like brings like I don't know I'm just rambling but I would lo- love Lillard to come back like I would it would be so awesome. I am um, I feel bad that I'm about to mention that I wasn't even born when Scream came out or the second one. <laughs> I don't. Even, I, I hate even, to break the news. I'm not even. I don't even know what to say that. I'm just gonna <laughs> this I think the, I was new, the new one is the first film I can go see because I was too young for the rest of them. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I was I was 10 when the first one came out. So let's uh, at, at 11 for the second one. You know what I mean? I, I would say I was 14 when 2000. Yeah. So I, this was te- 2000. Scream 4 was the first one I could technically see without hmm. parental, uh, you know, parents with me. But um, I think Scream 4 was actually the first one I saw in theaters, too. I think it was. Oh, really? the first one. Yeah, because I was 14 when Scream 3 came out. So I can't remember <laughs> if I saw Scream 3 in theaters or not. But yes. Um, thank you for reminding me that I am old. So I appreciate it. <laughs> this is where we just stop talking completely. End the meeting. <laughs> right. This is over. I'm done now. Yeah, it's no, like, is that it's, my it's... door? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. So my big question to you is how do you rank the franchise? Oh, uh, I'd say one is the top. Um, mm-hmm. And then three. And then it's, it's, it's up in the air for two and four because... There's there are good scenes in both of them, but you know, rewatching two, there's so many problems with it that I I didn't realize how much I actually hated about it, and I'm like, God, this is not a good sequel at all. Like, this isn't great. Um, I I'd maybe rank the fourth one above the second one actually to think because they done a pretty good job at trying to reinvent it. Um, and at least you know they kind of had their own original story with it, which was good to see. Um. So yeah, I think I'd go one, three, four, two. It's maybe controversial. <laughs> I think I'm one, four, three, two. I think 
Like, and again, like we'll have to, like we'll have to, maybe we'll do like an article or something together mm-hmm. when we. Re- I want to revisit all the four films before the movie comes out, but I really love. I think I love four. I, I thought I loved four. I don't know. Now you're making me question whether <laughs> I liked four or not. Like I, I remember I because recent I recently watched one and two, and then when I went to watch three and four, they were off of whatever streaming platform they were on, and they're coming back to. P is it Peacock Paramount. Whatever one that this franchise re- is released with is going back on that streaming platform. So it, when it comes back, I, I plan on revisiting. I actually own them too, but I just could be lazy and yeah. go pop in the Blu-rays. But it's much easier to just turn on Netflix or Peacock and watch them that way. But I plan on revisiting. I, I think it's one, four, three, two. But ask me again in a month. So <laughs> and ones at the bottom. You're like, oh, two. Right, exactly. Best. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I love three. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think, like, do you not feel like this has been quite a nostalgic year for horror and sort of slasher with film and TV? I mean, you mentioned Dexter coming back. Um, I've only watched one episode so far, but I've, I've enjoyed it um, yeah. better than how the last one ended. And then obviously there is, I know what you did last summer and we're bringing back Halloween. And why is the it? Series. The Chucky series. Chucky, yeah, that's Chucky right. Series. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I haven't really watched good. it, but yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard the same. Um, but yeah, like what, for, for you, like what is it that sort of attracts you to those, or if, if it even does, you know, like do you see a remake come out and think I, I need to watch that? Or are you kind of a bit reserved and maybe a bit apprehensive when you hear about them? So I know what you did last summer. I love that movie. The original was fantastic. It's phenomenal. Again, it's on that top tier horror movie for me um and i was nervous about the remake now i haven't watched the whole series i only watched the first episode um but my brother finished it and my brother is a horror junkie and loves horror like he loves the scream series way more than i could even imagine loving the series but he said it's great like he said the entire series i i love nostalgia um when it's done right i i'm reserved i was very reserved about halloween but then like halloween kills i was really excited because halloween mm-hmm. 28 really good so like to be let down again it was rough i've heard great things about the chucky series i want to watch it like i i I get excited for the nostalgia series but i do go in reserve because it it is scary like even dexter new blood i was scared because like i love that series so much it there's there's some great television there like the the Mm -hmm. trinity killer is one of my favorites like seasons of any show ever because the the way that it ends is just holy cow like you didn't like it i remember watching that and it broke my heart like mm-hmm. literally i've never i don't think i've ever sobbed so much over a fake killing in my entire existence because when he walks in the room and sees you know harrison on the on the floor and all that blood like it, if you haven't watched dexter sorry but when he walks in <laughs> now for like 20 years i know 10 years but it 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 brings that, but so like when this, like Dexter Newblog is, is kind of going in that direction of bringing back that nostalgia and when it's done right, it's great. And that's why I'm, I'm optimistic about Scream, the new Scream. But when I watch the trailer, like, and again, I don't watch a lot of trailers, but when I watch it, my, my level of excitement, I'm trying to contain it because I don't want to be disappointed, but I love good horror. Like I don't love, like I didn't really love Mal, uh, what was that? Malignant. I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. I wasn't really a big fan of it. There's a lot of new horror movies that come out and people go crazy. Like I didn't love Invisible Man. I thought it was, mm. oh my god, it was terrible. But there's, <laughs> I, I, I'm always open minded when it comes to horror because I love horror. But 
I love the nostalgia coming back. I do. I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Optimistic, like you said, though, whenever anything comes out, because it scares me. Do you think they're going to kill off one of the, the three? Like Dewey, Gale, or Sydney? Do you think it's finally time? I think for... they should. I think they should. I think mm-hmm. somebody should die. They've teased it out enough, right? Yes, right. And, and I think I don't know where they're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's successful, will they try to... If they do, like, I feel like the only way to do it is if we kill somebody. Like, you know, I feel like somebody has to die. And I think if, to be honest with you, how I personally would do it, I would, I, I mean, obviously I'd bring Lillard back, but if early on the first, like, 30, 45 minutes, you kill one of these main characters and it raises the stakes of, mm-hmm. of, of why we really want to get rid of, Go- like, kill Ghostface for good this time. You know what I mean? Like, it would bring a serious element to the story that I don't think we've never seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've killed characters that we like, but if you kill one of those originals, like the stakes go higher. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think as well, you know, like I think I mentioned it before, there's there's no connection between Sydney and Ghostface the way there is, you know, like Jason with, I haven't seen the Friday the 13th film, so I could be wrong in saying this, but there's no connection like there is with, you know, like Michael and Laurie from, from Halloween and Jason throughout the, the Friday the 13th. And that the unexpectedness of it all is making me quite excited. And I do, like, like you're saying, I do feel like they are going to kill off one of the main ones. And I think that would be an interesting twist that they haven't explored because they've, they've kind of done it with Dewey before where he, he dies midway through the film. And then at the end, he's somehow just sitting in his little hospital bed. Um, I think it's definitely time for one of them to get axed, <laughs> at least. I agree. I think it just would raise the stakes to the films to another level that we could actually appreciate a little bit more. And that, that's just how I feel about it. Hmm. What do you think about Scream 3? I've been wanting to ask a lot of people this. I, I think I like it. I'm like, I'm really, re- I'm questioning the entire, not too Two, I know off the top of my head, there's there's a lot of elements of two that I like, but it's always been my bottom tier part of the franchise. I think I like three. I thought I I think I liked it a little bit, a lot more than two. Mm-hmm. Two really kind of really kind of set that bar for like it kind of went down a little bit. You know what I mean? So for me, three really kind of brought the the stuff that I really liked back to the scenario. I think it was it was way better than two. Like I, I think there was a lot more in three. There was to like. And, to, and the more I think about it, I'm like, do I like three more than four? And I think I might, yes, might be the answer. So I think I might have just changed my order again. So you're welcome for that. What about I think, you? Um, I, I like three. Um, I didn't used to because it was very different, I felt, with the whole Hollywood aspect. I thought it was a little too self-aware. Um, but watching it again, I'm like, this picks up on some pretty heavy tones that yeah. sort of need to be discussed and... I think it's ahead of its time, definitely. Even, you know, I, I feel like it's it's a film that needed to be made, maybe not necessarily as a sequel, but, you know, just as a standalone because of what it goes into. Um, and like you say, it brings a lot of what we loved about the first one back into it with, you know, the sort of jump scare aspect and they bring in a lot of suspense with it. I mean, there's that scene with um, the costume scene. I don't know if you remember that, but where she's she's hiding in them and, you know he's going to be there. You just don't know where. And I watched it recently. I was like, I'm kind of creeped out. I, I don't like where we're going with this. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought. It's the opposite of two where I thought I enjoyed it, but didn't. Whereas this one, I thought I didn't, but actually really do. 
um, and Kai Fisher's in it. So, you know, it's going to be great, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. I feel like for me, I really like four, three and four, two is just that like there's elements of two that I like that I just didn't love. But I think three and four really kind of flip flop for me. I can't wait to revisit them. I can't wait to, I've recently rewatched one and two. And I can't wait to revisit all four of them again because there's just certain elements like Scream to me, like it's one of my all time favorite movies. Like it, it's just, I, it's one of the very few horror movies that I've ever gotten like a five, a five star ranking from me. You know, I just think it's that good. It brings that nostalgia factor to the thing and it brings everything that I love about horror movies. It's my, it was my introduction for horror movies. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For my love for horror movies. So, and that's why I think I hold it at that high regard, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm I'm excited to see what happens, and I'm excited. I'm glad we had this conversation because it's really opened my eyes that I have no clue how I feel about the franchise. So I appreciate that a whole lot. What I did notice about three as well um, was that it really goes back to sort of Sydney's trauma that they left out of two. I think if they had that in two and kind of went into Cotton Weary's storyline a bit more, they would have had a pretty solid film. And Agreed. they kind of do that with the third one, and. I think it's it's quite well done how they managed to sort of bring it back from from where two left off and kind of reestablish what made us love it as much as we did and it it does have that very nineties vibe vibe to it um I think it came out like early two thousands so it's not that much of a jump um but it definitely captures that aesthetic much better than the other sequels did I think and. I think Parker Posey is hilarious in it. Um, her and Gail, Courtney Cox even, have such a funny dynamic together trying to play off each other. And I, I think it's incredible to watch. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Sorry, I'm just trying to um, That's pretty much all I, I had written down, yeah. Perfect. It's good um, for me. So yeah. I, I text my brother real quick, and I'll, before we wrap, I text my brother, I asked my brother to... Give me his rankings. So he ranks it Scream 1, the movie, Scream Season 1 and 2 next. Ooh. Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 3, the TV show, and Scream 4, the movie. So that's an interesting... He has four last. So... Now, see, again, now I'm re... Like, I'm, I'm, re, I'm second-guessing my love for four now. So maybe my love for four really is three. And it's... <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. I'm confused. That's all I have I to say. I think four plays into the movie within a movie a lot more than the other ones do. And especially that. at the start, and it kind of throws you a little bit, but it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's quite jarring to get into that after, you know, the, the other opening sequences from one and two, which are, I mean, they are amazing and they stick with you, don't they? I also don't remember. I didn't know that there was three seasons of this TV show. So No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> No. clearly we've done our research thank exactly. you for joining me for this podcast. 